Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's happening, everybody? Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily is back for you here, right here on Wrestle 2. I am being flanked by the man himself, Wrestle Talk's own. He's homegrown, straight from the academy, Louis Dangor. How are you, my man? I'm good. Coming off a really good weekend of wrestling. A really good weekend. So, no, I'm good. I'm happy to be here with you. And, yeah, we're going to recap Full Gear. We're going to talk about the biggest talking points in the news. There's a lot to cover today. Yeah, there really is. There's a lot been going on. And I'm glad you said a good weekend of wrestling because, lest we forget, SmackDown put out another great episode. Yep. Uh, Japan as well. Suzuki up to his old tricks again. The man is stiff as a horse, but my God, he's doing it well. Um, so some great stuff over there. But of course, what has grabbed the headlines would be full gear. And um, I've said it on Twitter. I feel like it's on the podium of 2020 pay-per-views. So I'm sure we'll get into that and get some hot takes from you guys. Um, before we move into business, though, you know what I like. I like those super chats. Whatever the amount, bring them to the table. And uh, myself and Louis will read them out. And, uh, yeah, I that's I've made this very, very clear, Louis. It's my favorite part of the show when guys get involved and track their opinions around. So please continue to be the good eggs that you all have been thus far. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you have missed anything, this is going to be... A five-show week, Lou, as it always is it on is. pay-per-view. So feel free to catch up with us on podcasts. That's Apple, Acast, Spotify, the good and the bad and the ugly. Everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. You'll find us. You can't get enough of me. Um, I've literally just come off radio at nine o'clock with Talk Sport. We had Talk Wrestling tonight. And now I'm here with my guy, Louie, ready to do some wrestling daily. So... I feel like we have to start with AEW, man. Before we get into the news, let is let's let's talk about what a great show Full Gear was, and um, we're going to run through it. Essentially, the way the card ran down, I feel like is the best because I know what we had on the on the pre-show of Serena Deeb, uh, Alison K. You know, um, Serena looked made up, didn't she? Afterwards, Lou, I, she came across the nicest person in the world yeah. on. Uh, in, in the media scrum. Yeah, she she was every time someone asked a question and so the way the way these worker people don't know. So if someone's moderating, they'll go, Oh, and Alex McCarthy, you're next up, or Alex McCarthy from talks or whatever. And every time they'd ask the question, she'd be like, Oh, thank you so much. And then the person's name for the question. It was honestly, you could tell she was happy to be there, happy to chat yes. with us, which was really nice to see. And I get the same vibe from Tony Khan, to be honest. 
He's like he's always. I don't. I don't ever think I've been on one of those calls where he hasn't eventually been like to the person moderating it. Oh, keep him coming. Don't worry. I don't I, like. Don't have to take me away. Oh, I want to answer as many as possible. So it was actually a great time had by all. I really enjoyed it, and I didn't mess up with the mute button this time. No, I, I noticed because you went after me with Moxley, yeah. didn't you? Um, yeah. Mo- and Moxley, by the way, gave me like a great five minute yeah. answer. You stole my question. Because <laughs> when you came in next um, and you asked him about Omega, like as soon as he went, yeah, well, I don't want to give too much away. I was like, ah, come on, Mox. Um, but man, I was like, literally like, I, I spent, I didn't even, I had to go back and listen to what he told you because I was not paying any attention. I was like, right, I need to think of a new question now. Yeah, because the one I planned is gone. That's always the worst thing, man, about the scrums and the, the conferences and things like that. But, um, yeah, you're right about Tony Khan as well. Like, you can just tell that he's so buzzing, like, after a great show. It must feel great for him. Um, I didn't get to speak to him on the call, but I did message him after um, and just told him that I thought it was my favourite AEW show thus far. Um, yeah. We had a little discussion about that, and he was yeah, super receptive, as you'd imagine he would be if someone told him what he just did was great. Um, so, yeah, man, without further ado... Let's get into the car because I can already see the first super chat. So I will get to that in a moment. Um, but Omega and Paige. Now, just I, I will, I'm going to give you room to breathe here, Luz, to let you have your review. But all I will say is I felt like this was a fantastic kind of four star, maybe upwards than that match where they clearly left room for what's to come. Uh, and that is scary to think that they've got gears to go up from there because, my God, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. I liked how, and I know Luke and Ollie have said this in their respective reviews and on their podcast today, but it didn't feel like a blood feud, which was perfect. It felt like, listen, we've come about by a tournament. It's not by sort of, oh, we've, we we want to fight each other. It's by happenstance that, that they've uh, been forced to wrestle together. So following on from that, the match was fantastic. The, the in-ring action was great, but it never, it was good enough that it was sort of a very good match, but never felt like everything was being given away, which was perfect. I think that the big pop is going to come when uh, Paige eventually kicks out of the one, one-winged angel. He didn't mm-hmm. hear, which is good. I'm happy he didn't. And yeah, I'm really excited for the, for the next couple of weeks worth of, a couple of months even worth of TV. And I'm, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of these two wrestling for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I think, uh, Omega definitely, you know, pr- delivered again with, with Paige. Um, I felt like they both came out smelling the roses. Now, despite the result, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and like I said, you could tell that it wasn't like balls out. It wasn't like all they had. So that was also cool as well, like just to think, man, the story's got legs. I think, of course, I may, I've said this before, man. Omega is the, the – to me, he's the guy who has to beat Moxley, right? And then you get the full story circle with Paige. Yeah. That, I, if it's predictable, it doesn't matter if it's done well. And so far, yeah. this has been done really, really well. Uh, up down Elvindale. <laughs> Alex has a goatee. Goatees is chin only. Listen, hang on. Look at look at this. So Andy Datsun. Let me just try and find it. Where is it? He said, "If you add your facial hair together, we have a full goatee." This is true. Um, although you know, I actually I have mine for a reason because I have like a scar that I actually gathered here from football literally about six months ago. I, I remember I, you I, putting I, the picture on Twitter. It was disgusting. Yeah, I stooped to win a header. 
And then the, the fullback came round and like literally just punted me and it just made a massive hole in my chin. I think I, it took like nine stitches or something to cover. So like, there's just like a line that goes there. That's the only reason I have this. Um, there's no other reason to have this <laughs> at all. And of I course, like Louis. It. Well, thank you, brother. Uh, Louis actually has a good reason for his. So yeah, I'm doing uh, my you know, So ex yeah. exactly, and that is a good point. To bring this up from Mod, May, Mod Mother Lady Lou, who says Louis is taking part in November this month to raise money for men's health. If you would like to donate, you can do so right here. So there you go, guys. Um, now moving on, I think we should get to the tag match. I want to. We are going to touch on the others, but I want to like. I want to traverse it in a way where we touch the biggest talking points first, um, and that brings us to our first. Super chat, really, from Matty, who says, Full Gear was insane. Young Bucks and FTR, wow, wow, wow. I will have my say after. Uh, I'm going to let Louis go first, though, because I know he's just begging to wax lyrical about this tag match. This was so good. Right. I think I even texted you during the match. I was like, this is good. I loved it. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be and more. Uh, Cash told me it was a love letter to tag wrestling, and with the all the spots that they were doing, uh, FTR doing sort of the moves from the wrestlers of the eighties and early nineties, um, uh, the Young Bucks doing the moves of wrestlers like the Three D and the Twist of Fate from wrestlers from the late nineties and early two thousands, it was perfect, and the finish was genius like genius when you talk about that four flip that 450 from cash wheeler that was very impressive by the way that no one thought he'd do they went against their motto they did the flip and it didn't work out but damn this was so good like so so good i really liked it yeah i think really? <laughs> i think i i think legitimately this is better than the revolution match I think this is the best match that AEW has ever put on. Revolution was, and I think even FDR said this to you, it was a great four-person match. Mm -hmm. This was a great tag match. Like, it felt like a tag match, if that makes any sense at all. But listen, both were fantastic. Both were genuinely sensational and will probably be one on two, one and two for match match of the year without question but this i loved and i don't know whether it's because i am shock such a young but such, such a young bucks fan such an ftr fan but i really really like this and i thought it i thought it was better than revolution that's how high the praise is for me there's nothing wrong with being a fan my friend uh that's the whole the whole point right um the whole reason we're here is because we're fans in the first place um for me I echo what you say about the finish. Um, I thought, I just thought it was amazing because I didn't see it come in. And there's nothing better than that in wrestling when you can't actually predict what's going to happen. Um, I didn't see Cash Wheeler, you know, okay, a flip, but much less a 450 out of the bag. Uh, and then he comes up short. And a and then, good one. And a really very good, good one. Very, very good one. Perfect landing. Um, so pulling that out of the bag, yeah, that had me from from the jump. Um, I thought the match was 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 great. I don't think it's the best ever like in terms of AEW, like for me, it's like a upwards of four star, probably maybe even, I'm not going to commit, but around that region upwards. Um, I thought the, like, I like, like personally, the same way I liked Edge and Orton's kind of um, 
homages. I loved the tag team homages, but I do. I don't know if that actually correlates or equates to like a great original match. Um, it's I fun guess, for me to watch, but I don't yeah. know if I don't know if that is. Yeah, maybe for I'm me, being... for me, it worked so well because there was the a lot ta- of it, though. A, and a, the rest- lot, a lot of it. But the moves they did suited like the wrestlers that they were basically doing. Like Basie suited them. So Hardy's and Young Bucks are very similar in their sort of high spot, like wrestling style. Well, the, the Young Bucks have said before that the Hardys are like, you yeah. Know, like, uh, by that I mean, I think it worked in terms of the story because the, the moves they were doing were based on. So the whole match was based on the philosophy of tag wrestling. Is it the high spots or is it like the ground and pound, like on the mat style? So when they did the moves that basically correlated to that, so the Young Bucks did the high flying like teams moves or the teams that did the high spots like the Dudleys, like the Hardys. And then you got uh, basically the opposite with with FTR. I think it really worked for the story because it isn't just Young Bucks versus FTR this feud. It is what is the correct philosophy of tag team wrestling. And there isn't one, but it's I, I loved it. I, I could talk about this match for age, even from the small things. Like At the end, Matt Jackson wasn't holding the tag rope when he tagged in for the win. So based on FTR's rules, where I think they said at the beginning of their run that all the all the rules you have to hold the tag rope, is their win not legitimate? Well, by, think... by AEW rules it is, because we know that there aren't that much rules. But, I mean, I'm with you. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's great. Like, I, I, I thoroughly, I sat there, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, I mean, if I have to be, like, you know, ultra um, analysis, like, that's kind of the point, um, mm-hmm. I, I would say... That maybe there was like too much of that, that where it's just kind of like mm, there was a little, there was a period in the match of that where I was like, wow, like I was really enjoying it, but at the same time, I was like, that's, that's a lot. Um, and then it become, becomes like a tribute match rather than the match almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the action throughout amazing. Um, the 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 finish was just great. I, I loved it. I can't stress that enough. I loved Genius. it. Genius. And um, and I loved as well the, the closing shots where you've got Hangman lurking. He's lurking at the top of the ramp while Kenny Omega is celebrating with the Young Brilliant. Bucks. Um, Brilliant. A couple of thoughts on this. For me, the Young Bucks are like the common denominator here and people need to give them more respect. They've they had the great match in uh, Revolution, of course, and they've done it again here. They For years, I've read people calling them spot monkeys and uh, you know they, they don't tell a story. All things like that. It's rubbish. They do. Uh, you know, or I read as well, I think during the match on Twitter, like, you know, they don't sell for anyone. I mean, come on, guys. Like, Younger Bucks yeah. deserve a lot more respect than that. Um, I, th- I think they're probably the best tag team. That's the, of, I was about to say, of their generation, but that's kind of where FTR come in too because you can make mm. the argument that they are. So that's why this is so intriguing. And, it, yeah, they knocked out of the park. For me, I, I agree with what FTR said and what you said about, the differences in the matches. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um, I still think I preferred Revolution, though, if we just literally stood them from an entertainment value side by side. Mm-hmm. I think Revolution still is my favourite, and I still think Cody and Dustin is my favourite. Um, we'll get on to that. We'll, well get we on to that. I'm because saying. I have watched it, and I know Dan's already in with the Super Chat about this. Mayor of Pains or Dan. Yeah. I mean, I'll let I, you know if my opinion's changed. I, I mean, I've phrased that specifically. It's my favourite. AEW match. Yeah. Um, whether you say it's the best or not is, is up for debate. But to me, I that's what I enjoyed the most. So, you know, I suppose we should do some and, and actually before that, 
Matt Jackson told us on the media, told it, I think Sean asked the question. Um, he wrestled the match with a, what is it? Half partially torn F- MCL. MCL. And, and then thinning, thinning. Thinning, which they classify as a partial tear. So, I mean, you talk about wrestling that caliber of match with a torn MCL and a partially torn ACL. Massively hats off to the guy because that's incredible. I, I legitimately don't know how he's doing it. Like, it's... And, uh, on the media call, when he was like, oh, yeah, I heard it a couple of years ago, all right, 2008. So I was like, you've been wrestling with a partially torn MCL, ACL, for over 10 years. Yeah, like crazy. A, I told you, I had that knee injury recently. I think it was just a, a slight tear on my um, uh, MCL, I think. The, the, not anterior, the, whatever the other one is. Um, and that had me like, dead for nine weeks so i don't know how he's physically getting through it but there you have it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's move on to Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes again. Loved it. Um, the outcome... Uh, kind of needed to happen, I guess, because you can't have Derby just lose um, the whole series. Uh, so uh, happy to see him get his moment. People argued that it was overbooked after that with Team Taz and everything that happened after that. But I mean, I thought it was good fun. Um, I, I just love watching Cody. I can't help it. I was waiting for Sting in this match. The post-match was... So the post-match bit was Will Hobbs coming down to make the save. Yes. I 
they were hype. So when you're hyping up, and they were doing this, they they stopped it towards the end, but they were hyping up a big reveal, like a big surprise. So my mind at that point is going, all right, there's got to be something here. There's got to be a surprise. And I thought it was going to be in this match. I thought, all right, coming out from this, when when that sort of the beatdown's happening, Cody's been taken out. It's a two-on-one. They look like they're going to do the thing on the chair with the car. I'm like, all right, the reveal's coming. And it didn't. And Will Hobbs felt kind of flat for me. But they've clearly got plans for him. And I, there's nothing against him personally. I just don't think it was the right spot to do when many fans online had been speculating that you were going to see Sting nonetheless in that match. I know that AW shouldn't pander to the fans' expectations when literally AW's given us no indication that Sting's coming. But I think you have to be slightly aware of the fact that fans will have thought that. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one thinking, all right, there's something big going to be here. And it wasn't big and i think the issue with this is because the card was so stat this match didn't feel like a a massive deal derby's win wasn't the first second or even third thing on my mind after the pay-per-view which is testament to how stacked it was but it does kind of deflate it for derby but i'm really excited for him he's, he's a fantastic worker this is what the tnt title should be giving young guys like him a go so i'm really looking forward to it and i hope we see some great progression on dynamite and uh yeah see where the story goes next yeah absolutely um you know the sky is the limit for derby and it's clear that cody and tony khan are super high on that guy so i would only expect more big things for him moving forward um one of the other big four was mjf and chris jericho um, for me, you know, when you talk about the in-ring component of it, it was it was solid. It was good. It had um, Jericho showing his agility that he still got and, you know, MJF working smart. Um, to me, the biggest story of this match, right, was MJF's character. It was showing that he is cunning. He is um, willing to do what it takes to get ahead, to win. He's cerebral. He can outthink and outsmart Jericho, which is a subtle underlying thing because he's going to do that from inside the inner circle now. And that's where the story gets really interesting. Um, and Jericho almost had that like dawning moment after the match where it's like, Hmm, I may have kind of met my match here. Like this is like a young, more, you know, better version of me currently right there, staring me in the yeah. face. So I think that was to me, the story element of this made me like gripped to this match. And as it always yeah. does with Jericho and MJF, you know, him and Wardlow now in the inner circle. Yeah, I really liked it. The 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 I think it was the right match as well because it isn't a blood feud. They've not been feuding. They're both heels. They're gonna be stable mates. You don't kind of want to go out there and have them kill each other. But I did like this. I thought it was great for what the story was. Great for what they were trying to get across. I did. I did really like it. I thought that this was great. And but I mean, I'm more excited coming out of the match for for the for the funny skits that we're inevitably gonna get from uh, MJF. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, everyone involved. I think we are in for a real treat for the next few weeks of Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. That I think the story is at the top of the card, right? A mega page, and that's obviously going to lead into Moxley and MJF in the inner circle. That's enough to keep me coming back every single Wednesday without a doubt. Um, no doubt. They, they're knocking out the park with those two. Before we get to Kingston and uh, Moxley, let's take a quick check of the Super Chat. So... Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Let's start with that. So I heard Louis, okay. hang on, has been bushing, bushing, bashing Dustin versus Cody again. I had to come back to have a say on that one. It is the best match ever. 
he says. By a landslide, I cried. Um, listen, I'm going to let Louis have his chance here, but you know my feelings on this match. I feel I made this very clear last week that the very real elements that come along with this and what they had to prove after WWE said this match was not good enough, they absolutely proved it. And the emotion in the match and the post-match, which you know is just as valuable, made it an absolute contender for match of the year at the time. And I still haven't seen a match that made me feel as much in AEW as that match. Louis, your rebuttal. So I watched this on Sunday again. I thought, okay, there's something I'm missing because everyone is waxing lyrical about this match. There must be something that I missed. Maybe I was shattered when I was watching it and just didn't get to soak it all in. So I rewatched it. It is very, very, it's better than I remember it considerably. It is very, very good match. I also watch Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Because why I know... do you keep doing this? What, hang why, are you, what, on. No, why? Hang on. Why are you comparing Michaels and Taker as the yardstick for Cody and Dustin? I'm about to. I'm about to sum up your point. It was because I because I said it was considerably more emotional last time. It's not. Right. Cody versus Dustin is more emotional. The post-match segment is possibly one of the bo- best post-wrestling match segments where he's like, I don't need a tag partner. I need a brother. Like, I don't think you can rival that. Oh, right there. Right there it was. I will concede. It probably is a five-star match. Oh, it's come around. I know, because I even text you saying I don't think it is. I think it is a five-star match now. I have come around. It was fantastic. It is one thing when, I guess, recency bias where you probably think... Like, the post-match is more emotional than any... Than the post... I'd say that it was very good. The post-match is more emotional than anything I've seen. It was very, but, very good. But the post-match only means as much because of the match. Do you know what I mean? My only problem with what you had to say, and this is why I went back to Michaels and Taker was like you can they that doesn't because that's five star doesn't mean like nothing else can be no, and and that's of course only Dave Meltzer's opinion as well like for for us to be like um that, that in my opinion they're two kind of totally different matches in terms of yeah. how they play out and for me they both live in that great rarefied era you know that you would class as a five star i don't think that you have to kind of hold one to the other was my yeah. was my take yeah, it was it was a very 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 good match. I will concede it is five stars. I have been converted by the wrestling daily faithful. Well, listen, it takes a big man to do that. As I had to concede to SB3 last week, which I know he's still relishing, and I've seen him in the comments, the little weasel. Um, so sometimes you've got to do it. You know, it, this is the one one of the main problems with Twitter. I think in this day and age is that nobody wants to be wrong. So even when you think, you know, actually that person's got a p- good point. But no one wants to admit it. So that's okay. It's what we do at the Wrestling Daily. I do, I thought it was fantastic. So if, yeah, I I, I, I really liked it. I did. A, I did like it. The crowd massively helped, though. I will say that. The crowd was so hot throughout. It was, it was great. I, and I think maybe that's why I remember it so well, because I was in that crowd. Yeah. Like that's, that's why it's so fun to me. But then you'd expect as much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to a couple of other super chats before we have to revert to moxley um god the chat is moving so fast tonight i can barely keep up with them uh injection 2k says did you like the promo i did on twitter louis 
I did. I did. It's coming tomorrow. There's a hot take in there from Jason Duca, and he's done it in the style of a promo. Oh, he's cutting promos on us now. He's cutting promos on us. So, uh, yeah, that will be in tomorrow. Uh, the Zornis says, what's more fun to recap, a good or a bad show? Um, I'll, I'll start with that. A good show. I take no pleasure in tearing something down. I would like to you know, look at things in the most positive light possible. I want to enjoy things. It's weird to want to be here and, you know, produce all this negativity. And well, I think there's too much of that in wrestling, actually, where um, people kind of like profit and uh, get views from slamming and slandering. Okay, people seem to like that, but I like to live on the other end of the spectrum. I'd much rather celebrate something uh, than pan it. That doesn't mean I won't pan it if it's bad, because <laughs> sometimes it is bad. But um. I, I always try and objectively look at things in a positive light. Lou? Yeah, I'm the same. It's always much easier to review a negative show because it's easy to be negative. But reviewing, I come away much more positive reviewing a positive show, and that's what I like. At the end of the day, we might be journalists or whatever we call ourselves. <laughs> but uh, who call you a journalist? I don't, know, I don't know what we're calling me yet. But... um. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're still fans, so we still like watching good shows. Absolutely. And CM Chris, he says, Full Gear was so good. I don't think there was really a bad match on the card, in my opinion. P.S. You both are lucky devils talking to Mox. Hashtag good egg. Hashtag WD. CM Chris, you know we appreciate you on this show, brother. One of my favourites. Um, yes, we are lucky. Um, for me... Uh, obviously, I we, Louis wanted the question that I did, but he just went for five minutes, just went off like about how much he loved working with Kingston and how much he enjoyed the story, how it all came about. It was basically like a reporter's dream. He just literally laid it all out. So that was great. Um, you, can tell, you can tell he was generally passionate about working with him too. He basically, for those that don't know, he I think you've listed it all down, but roughly... He uh he basically once the Lance once the Lance Archer thing came about he was like listen I want this to Eddie Kingston all came to be and it was absolutely brilliant what they were what they were able to produce together which we'll get into talking about and it is nice to see someone so passionate about the work that they do and WWE guys might be as well and I'm sure they are we just don't get to see it in the same way like he literally we had him what half an hour after his match. Mm -hmm. About half no. an hour. So you're seeing someone that soon after their match, you're getting their real emotion. And uh, you being the first question to ask that was fitting because he literally was just saying exactly how he felt, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, and Louis is right on that. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, AEW scrums, that's how they work. Like um, I was there obviously at Double or Nothing and then they lead you to this room, like literally directly after the show. And then the talent just come flooding in, like in a revolving door from there on. And, and that first one, we had like Jericho, uh, I think Dustin Rhodes, Tony Khan, uh, Britt Baker. Um, I think was Hangman there, Hang or was that Hangman all was there? Hangman was there. The Bucks were there. Uh, God, there was like there were so many on that night, and like I just remember being there, and um, so there was like the who's who of wrestling journalism were there. Uh, journalism's journalists was there. Like Sean Rossat was there. Ryan Satin was there. Dave Meltzer was there. Um, Bill Apter was there. Uh, Kenny McIntosh was there. Uh, and Mark Henry was there for Busted Open. So when, obviously, like when they come in, it's a it's a jostling process to get to where the talent are moving to. Because there's like, you know, like you can see boards behind Louis and I now. There's like three of them in a room 
and the talent go there and you have to you have to quickly get in and be like, oh, how can, can I get the question? Mark Henry was just sauntering over and like basically moving everyone out of the way because he is enormous in real life. Um, so I'm glad I haven't had to do any more media scrums with Mark Henry anyway. Mm. Uh, Although but- I would like to be back in at shows. I actually haven't been to an AW show live. Um, so wow. hopefully when we once the world stops ending, we'll get out there. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a wrestling daily live. Me and you together in the states. We will. We absolutely will. I um I can't wait for that again. I'm hoping this um vaccine they're talking about is going to lead to something great. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Fingers who, crossed. Who knows? Um. Anyway, this the point of that super chat actually leads us greatly into Moxley and Kingston. So let's dive into that quick. Um. I thought the build for this was sensational from kind of nothing in four weeks to where we got. It was as hot as a world title match you could have hoped for. Um, I thought Moxley and Kingston knocked out their promos out of the park. And as Moxley said in the interview to me after the show, there was also callbacks within that, like at the end where, um, you know, Moxley is saying to him, you have to give up. There is no way out. And then, uh, M- not MJF, Kingston like flips him the bird the same way they did as a callback earlier with the attacks uh, that Moxley did to him. So, so good. I thought the action was, you know, brutal. It, but what, what I expect from Moxley and and Kingston, and then you get barbed wire, you get thumbtacks in his head, by the way, thumbtacks in his goddamn head. Um, You know, I've seen worse, like, but at the same time, I was thoroughly entertained with the match. I, I'm always kind of a sucker you know, you get all these people out here like wrestling purists. And I like Matt wrestling as anyone, but I'm a bit of a sucker for the violence and gore as well. So um, for me, I, th- I thought it was great. Like, again, pr- another four-star upwards match uh, and a great main event to cap off a great pay-per-view. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Eddie Kingston lost nothing in defeat. He was crying when when uh, he lost. But I didn't feel from the pain. I felt more from just like the embarrassment. Right. Yeah, the embarrassment of having to say... I quit and like not being able to go home with the title. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Like the story was fantastic. The, the, everything was fantastic. So yeah, it was a great stuff. Kingston lost nothing in defeat. And uh, I, I think he'll be one. I think he's proved more than enough to those within AEW that he is more than capable of main eventing shows and being at the top of the card. So I don't think this is the last we're going to see of him uh, uh, at the top of pay-per-views. Yeah, um, just a, a quick shout out from the rest of the card um, before we move on to some news and super chats. Uh, for me, I thought the women's match was decent, I would call it. Not anything special. I thought it was, you know, decent. It kept the pace of the show going. Uh, I still think Sheeda's best match in AEW was with Penelope Ford. Um, and I don't think that's changed with Nyla Rose. You know, um, the John Silver Orange Cassidy match. I don't know if this is a hot take that people might take offense with in the comments. I prefer John Silver to Orange Cassidy. I'm a bigger fan of John Silver. I feel like he looked great in that outing. Out of the two of them, John Silver was the one that shone for me, Lou. But yeah, but I think that's what it was about. We already know what Orange Cassidy can do on the pay-per-view stage. We don't know yet what John Silver can do. I actually think both are fantastic wrestlers. John Silver's kicks. I said we saw Bobby Fish on Twitter this week. Yes, I think he was like, "Yeah, you look at his kicking technique, and John Silver does it perfectly." He's like the way he rotates his hip, extends his leg, the contact with the shin. 
which, yeah, it, it's really good. Like, I liked it. I really like John Silver. I think he's been the star of being the elite, which is very funny. I, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, I, 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 was, I liked this match. thought it was very good. As we'll get on to talking with a different match, I think this match should have gone on. I uh, Actually, ignore that. Okay, we'll talk about it now. I didn't. I okay. didn't like the elite deletion match. I think this would have served as the better comedic relief after the match with um, the FTR and the Young Bucks. I thought the elite deletion match was slightly too long. I hated the spot where they basically did a callback to the concussion spot from All Out. I hated that. I'm like, you do call back to stuff. Not a very serious incident that got the company quite a lot of heat. I didn't think that was right. I liked it for what it was. Actually, I didn't like it. I don't know why I said that. I thought it was, oh, I get about overbooked, but there was too much going on. Like, why the hell was Gangrel there? Why not? He, he said that he said that he was the mentor for Matt Hardy early on, which he was. Um, yeah. When the Hardy Boys came under his tenure and they made the new brood, and he said he was Sammy Guevara's mentor, so that explains itself. He said this. I know, but like, it just you're it, it searching was, for reasons. I can see the cogs turning in your brain. Why it, you don't like this match? It was no. I, I think it was because I came off such a high from the Young Bucks FTR. I was just like. Yeah, I can understand it. I mean, for me, I think uh, I think it's also based on the fact that this feud should have ended months ago. Well, yeah, but we we know why it didn't though, um, because it never really got to. But uh, I I think that it was actually, I I thought actually did a very good job in the role that it was in. Like for the place it was in the card, I liked it very much. Um, The hurricane stuff was tremendous um, with the Lake of Reincarnation, and then you know he comes back out as the reporter and stuff. Um, I loved it. Uh, I actually thought it was kind of cool that Private Party and uh, Proud and Powerful got involved and they had their moments and um, got some rub that way. Um, it was it, the only thing that was a little jarring was how it kind of went from comedy and you know there was like the fireworks shoot out and the mud the mud slide uh, the mud show and whatever like the the, the callbacks to Cornet and the uh, this is long time storytelling that was a shot at WWE and that was all really funny and I was really engaged just like you know I I was finding that very amusing. And then it kind of like as soon as he shuts himself in the 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 redemption, I don't know, I can't remember what you call it, deletion, whatever. Um, then it got really serious and really brutal, quite oh, frankly. Oh, the, the dome of deletion, I think. There you go, right? So um that was a little bit like, well, okay, we're stepping up a gear here. But at the same time, I was okay with it as well because it they had to, you know, tie a bow on the feud and that's what they wanted to do. So again, I don't think I think if you like Matt Hardy and what he does in those creative roles, then you'll enjoy that. Um, and I, I did enjoy it. I'm not going to say it's a classic or it's going to live like really long in the memory or it's even the best deletion match. Hmm. But I do think it was good. I, 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 you know, I, I think it served its purpose on the card. And so. JR also loved this match on commentary. <laughs> Almost as much as he loved the weather. Oh, my yeah. God. JR yeah. hated this. Yeah, he absolutely hated it. This was salty JR at his best because he was on fire at other points of the show. But this, uh, when he was like, oh, this is Gangrel, otherwise known as David Heath. I think that might have been a bit of a copyright thing, maybe. Maybe. 
Maybe, maybe like that's what I got from it. It was so. I don't know. I think he had. I it think... Was, but it was so random that it can't not have been. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? It's like, why, like you don't go. Uh, they're not a Survivor Series. Michael gonna Michael Cole gonna go. Oh, that's the Undertaker, otherwise known as Mark Calloway. No, I get it, but like, I I don't know if he's on the Independence as Gangrel. I feel like I've seen him on the Independence as Gangrel. Yeah, but... maybe he's not allowed to do TV. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We don't really know on that one. Anyway, to sum up for AEW, we've run through the card there um, and we do have some other stuff to get into. To me, it's a podium pay-per-view. It's in the top three of 2020. I do think WWE has had an amazing stretch at the Thunderdome. Their last three or four pay-per-views have been great for my money. Um, But Retribution... Retribution. (laughs) Come on, on, Al. We'll get on to them. Yeah, Revolution and um, Full Gear for me along with Royal Rumble, uh, probably, yeah, there's a couple of WWE ones in there. And a takeover as well. Portland was great. Oh, man, there's a few. Like, they're all up there. They're in that conversation. But I do think top three I would put yeah. full gear. I was just very entertained from start to finish. Yeah, and this had more working against it, obviously, with the fact that there was a very limited crowd, considering, like, Revolution had 15 times, not 15 times, like, considerably more crowd than AEW did. I'm just trying to do the maths in my head. Yeah, I'm like, what's the maths? What's the maths? Uh, I can't be bothered to work. Too much. Out. Too much. Um, I want to eat in maths. We don't need that. Listen. Uh, I wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah. It, 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 I think that that worked, that helped it, but Full Gear, the fact that it was such a great show without that and people are even considering it, it being the best uh, pay-per-view of the year without having a full crowd there just goes to show how fantastic it was. And I think this is a pay-per-view that if you want to show someone an AEW show, because they do often drag their pay-per-views, this didn't. So show them this. Let's move back on to the Super Chats because we've got a few in the chamber. Bo Hill, another good friend of the show. My man, how are you? Um, FDR, Young Bucks match was great. From the gear, Lakers flashy versus Celtics fundamentals. Other teams moves used. Hardy, Hart, Dudley, Steiners. And the callback to great career moments, DIY spot. I know we've talked about that. I forgot I know we've talked about. I know we've talked about this a little bit, Bo, already um, in terms of the tag match. Um, But the meet in the middle was bloody great. I love the meet in the middle, uh, especially yeah. after what they told you. I actually think you, like, you kind of helped the build for that match. You're I, put the, I planted the seed, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Dax and Cash came off the court and they were like, "Hey, we forgot. Should we put that in?" But mm. no, I, I think I even tweeted you that helped because it was it probably I wouldn't have had the same effect in my mind if I didn't think about it that way. But I think because I know from what they told me and what they told you how much that they liked their feud with DIY. That it just added to it, and you're like, okay, this is really good. Mm, absolutely. Um, moving on, we've got from Christopher Jazzcat. The only deletion thing I didn't like was Salty Jr. Well, you've got a friend in Louis. He was very salty. He was. I needed some water after listening to him because he was salty AF. <laughs> Does water wash down salt? Yeah, I feel like salt makes you thirsty. Probably. I'll give you that. Um, Christopher Jazka A again. How's Sammy's health? It looked stiff as a horse. Um, I don't know. Um, it there was, was nothing... filmed before Dynamite. So yeah, it was, was filmed during the week. Catastrophic. I know that um, 
he's meant to be there at Dynamite on Wednesday for this inner circle induction for MJF. And um, Tony Khan didn't report any injuries after the show. So although we don't officially know, we can only assume all is well there. Um, although I did message Matt Hardy after the um, after I watched it to tell him, you know, that I thought it was a good job and whatnot. And um, he didn't report back anything terrible going wrong. And it was, I think, because that was one of the things I said to him. It's nice to actually make it happen and no one dead. Um, so, yeah. There you go. We have to assume that Sammy is okay. Uh, moving on, we've got Jobber JJ, another good friend of the show, and WrestleTalk, full stop, to be honest. Suzuki, stiff as a horse, as Tempest has in his room. <laughs> well, good luck to Tempest, by the way, as he comes for Sean Ross Sapp's crown on Wednesday, Louis. And I don't want to talk about it. Well, because it's not your crown anymore. I understand yeah. that. Um, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Are we just going to ignore this? Yeah, we are. We're not talking about Quizomania. It's an injustice. I was oh, screwed. Yeah. But no, good luck to Tempest. Bring it home for Russell Talk. Because there's yeah. no, no Mr. Davis we have no chance with. <laughs> we might as well have a Tempest dog Chelsea in instead because there Listen. is zero chance. Listen, uh, Ollie will bring this, it home. This is a dog friendly show. Um, as we know, dogs are more over than people on this show. Um, and I would not be opposed to the dog getting the mantle. Let him have a run, Lou. Yeah, no, give it to, I think, a tag team run. Tempest and Chelsea the dog. I want to see it. <laughs> okay. I, I'd, do, I'd, do, I'd do the job for those two. I think me and you would, would do that. We, we'd rig it so they won. If we I'd, I would, I would give them the rub of a lifetime. We would. Um, Hangman aligning but not joining the Dark Order is the best course of action for the story up to this point to try and get noticed by the elite injection 2k once again coming through with the super chat and he believes hangman should be joining the dark order lou hey <laughs> thinking about it all right yeah listen whatever AEW does i trust because they have more than showed their their ability to book this story well. So whatever they've got planned, if it's with the Dark Order, then fantastic. I think you'd have some great matches there. But yeah, let, let's see where this goes because I think AW is more than earned our trust. Rianne Nocta says, uh, our Irish friend, I don't know if you guys follow the election, but I'm trying to decide who is the best John, John Silver or John King from CNN. Full gear was great. Um, no, I didn't really follow the election. Um, not that closely anyway, where I was watching CNN. I did, uh, but I wasn't watching CNN. No. Um, so John Silver by default. Yep, <laughs> Is John Silver answer. by default. Yep. Alistair Gammond. Hello, my friend. I believe it's your first time. Maybe dropping in a super chat here. We welcome you. Is this now the end of Sammy's punishment? Uh, in brackets, Banks, obviously referring to the poorly, well, just poor joke. Um, that he made about Banks. Um, I honestly think the time away was all that AEW really gave him in terms of a punishment. I don't think this Matt Hardy feud is a punishment. Um, don't know what you think about that, Lou. Yeah, I don't think it's a punishment. I think AEW is a sort of company, and they have shown with other people that if you're being punished, you're not on TV. So I think if there was going to be a punishment, it would be him not being on TV. I don't think anyone is being punished by having consistently wrestling on Dynamite, consistently being on pay-per-views. I don't think that that's a punishment in anyone's eyes. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Bring on the doggies, says Elizabeth Stallion, returning Super Chatter. Nice to see you, Elizabeth. Uh, Team Doggo. Do you know what? Um, total parlay here. I took my mum-in-law's dog for a walk with my daughters. I saw this. On, uh, yes, was it yesterday or Saturday? One of the two. And um, Saturday, in fact. And that's how much I'm dog broody right now. I really, really want a dog. But they cost an absolute bomb because of lockdown. So I'm mm. basically, if you want to follow me on Instagram, walking other people's dogs, <laughs> feel feel free for that. When, when we when when I next go on holiday, my family goes. We'll, we'll give you the dog. We'll give you I, Harvey. I you would I would love your dog. That is a great dog. Right. Let, let's um get in some news um because we have a habit of not getting into our news. Um, we're going to start with what FDR told me last week, Lou. Um, so essentially, I asked them a little bit about leaving WWE and the fact that their best times in WWE, and this is my opinion here, but this is what I said to them, were in NXT. They had multiple classics, American Alpha and F, you know, DIY and people like that, even um, AOP as well. I mean, I was in Orlando when I saw them at TakeOver do a three-way with those, those two teams. Unbelievable. Um, and I just said, was there a little part of you that looked at, NXT, as you were leaving, and thought, actually, maybe we could go back there. Um, and they did say, they did admit that Triple H had talks with them. He did try to persuade them to stay. He made them offers, they went as far to say. But they felt that they had run their course with WWE. Now, knowing what we know now, I think that was the right decision, Lou. Yeah, I do agree. Looking at the state of NXT's tag division, I think if it's in a different position with the likes of DIY still in there, with American Alpha. But NXT's tag division isn't great right now. And you can argue that a team like FTR would have helped that. They undoubtedly would have, but I think they definitely made the right decision by going to AW. But this isn't the first person that's tried to leave that has been offered a role in NXT. I believe Matt Hardy was offered the same thing, or it was reported as such. I think PW Insider was, was reporting that So before he left. So it clearly shows that WWE knows that talent do obviously like NXT, and that everyone sees it as a uh, enjoys their time there or wants to work there. I'm sure I Triple H said it multiple times. He fields calls on on a daily, weekly basis from yes. people saying, "Hey, can I come back and do some work with NXT, or can I do some work?" I think Kevin Owens is culprit number one for that. Um, he also says that Drew McIntyre, before all of this happened, used to ring him yeah. about NXT UK all the time. One of the matches, Walter. Yeah, I think that you've definitely got a lot of possibilities with uh, talent like that. We've seen it with Finn. We've seen it with Ember Moon. But yeah, I do think FDR made the right call by doing this, uh, by going to AEW. You can tell the match they had this weekend speaks speaks volumes for the talent that they've uh, they've showed. And Enrique Juarez Gil says support Wrestle 2. And we wholeheartedly encourage that. Please go share, like, subscribe to the channel. We're now north of 30k. Um, yeah, on that, on that note, I think Triple H obviously adored, you know, the he has a lot of talent that he gets deeply affectionate for because of what they do for him on takeovers and the shows. And then they go to the main roster, and unfortunately, it's out of his hands, despite what most people think. Once oh, Vince God. takes oh, them. Yeah, once Vince takes his creations, that he works very hard to get people up to, yeah, unfortunately. It's actually like, if I give you a painting, I've worked for hours on it, months, years, mm. give you this painting, and you and just I, get and it. Then I, and then I finger and paint it. Just piss on it. <laughs> just piss all over it. 
Wipe it out, take yeah. a piss on it. All right. And then and then sometimes they give it back to you, but it's not quite the same as what it was before. You try and do some sort of like damage limitation and wipe it away. That's still the can, yeah. yeah. You yeah, can yeah. still you can still smell the piss that you've done on on the painting. That's how right. I feel for Triple H. Poor guy. Right. Well, pardon me for giving myself a green BS on it because I got it from the horse's mouth. So I can tell you it is true indeed. The ego, um, the ego on this man. I know. I'm, I'm power, power hungry. Um, Retribution, you mentioned them earlier. Um, I don't know how much more I really want to talk about them, but there is an interesting tidbit of news from Mercedes mm. Martinez's corner, Lou. Yeah, so Mercedes Martinez wasn't in the uh, obviously was was in retribution to start, but but then was dropped or otherwise known as retaliation. Uh, stupid name. So uh, Fightful Select is reporting that Mercedes actually went to WWE and said, "I don't want to be part of the group." When it came to renewing the contract, which really? to be honest, to be honest, smartest woman in wrestling, smartest person in wrestling, doesn't take a genius to go. Did you say the name was Retaliation? Yeah. Don't know why, but something's telling me I don't want to be part of this group. Um, but no, uh, listen, it's, she's obviously got her reasons. There was apparently talk of bringing someone else up from NXT, not known, not knowing who. There was discussions, but they are not going to do that right now as far as Fightful knows. And the plan is to just keep it as the five people that we've got. So uh, Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali, as he Mustafa, now which I do like. I do like the way that he's doing that now. Uh, Dijakovic, I'm not, I'm not. I'm calling them by their names. Dijakovic, uh, Dio Madden, Shane Thorne, and Mia Yim. That is the that that is the fiver. So Who's, no Mercedes. Oh, 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 who's Shane Thorne? I'm not calling him Slapjack because I will want to call him <laughs> Slap Nuts. <laughs> um. Anyway, before I give the BSometer out, let's stick with Fightful and talk to me about Matt Riddle. Yeah. So, um, quick note. This is going to contain a spoiler for Raw. Spoiler! So we're going into the spoiler room. If you guys don't want to know the spoilers for Raw, feel free to click away and come back in about two, three minutes. So we'll give you, we'll give you a, a three-second warning. Three, two, CM Punk returns on uh, Raw tonight. That wouldn't be Matt Riddle news, though, would it, though, mate? Feud with, <laughs> the feud with Matt Riddle. Come um, on. Uh, so, uh, Matt Riddle, or Riddle, as he's now known, we should call him, uh, is reportedly going to be part of the Raw Survivor Series team. There is a match tonight on Raw for uh, Elias, Jeff Hardy, and uh, Riddle. They all lost their matches against uh, Sheamus, uh, AJ Styles, and Keith Lee. So they are all going to be part of a last chance match that WWE likes to do, and uh, Riddle is scheduled to win that match. Uh, it's sort of believed to be coming from his match with Sheamus, which Vince was high on. Um, so potentially this is going to be the start of a push, famous last words, uh, for Riddle, <laughs> for Riddle uh, on Raw, which could be interesting. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's the uh, end of the spoilers. So yeah, and just a little bit of news to wrap up here. Ben Davis is right. You guys have seen that Tony Chimble has been released. Shame to see. It's a big shame because I associate the SmackDown Six and that era with Tony Chimble uh, making those announcements. And like for anyone who knows or has ever listened to kind of backstage podcasts, whether it be Bruce Pritchard, 
JR. Tony Chimmel was at the butt of a hell of a lot of jokes in WWE and was a big personality backstage. So, um, yeah. Even if there was a crowd at Mania, they would have got him in for Edge. I think they would have. You know, he's like synonymous with Edge. So, uh, as I say, it, it reminds me of a very, very fun time of the early 2000s on SmackDown, Tony Chimmel. Um, and he's been there for such a long time. So, man, yeah, gutted for him. Um, what a legacy, though, man. You know, over yeah. over a couple, couple of decades in WWE. So, fair play to the guy. Made a great living. Yeah, um, obviously, best, best wish to him. This came from PW Insider. have reported some other releases as well. Um we won't obviously go into specifics. There's a full article on WrestleTalk.com that has got uh, the releases as far as we know them from PW Insider. Uh, so, yeah, best of luck to everyone that has uh, unfortunately been let go. Louis, can you do me your best chimmel of edge, please? It's a lot of pressure. Come on. How loud can I be? Am I going to, what time is it? Am I going to wake people up? <laughs> The rated, rated R, R superstar. No, no, the rated R superstar. I don't remember it being that high. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. Maybe not that high. No, but it was. There was, was a longer U part. Yeah, the emphasis was right. Sure, but I don't know if it was. I should have loaded that up into the back end. We should have played that. That 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 is poor from me. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember Tony Chimmel going so <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly still going through puberty as, as much as uh, as much as I don't want to admit it and my voice is breaking constantly there you go um, but well done for stepping up to the plate nonetheless listen let's do a hot take and then we've got a few super chats to finish on let's see what we've got in the chamber here um, Flame Inc has one for us Lou revolves yeah. around Dolph Ziggler in my opinion, he is one of the most underrated wrestlers in WWE. He can sell, he can do a promo, he's good in the ring, but for some reason, Vince will not push him to the moon where he should be. One day he should stay as main champion, universal, or WWE champion, for a good year just for his loyalty and athletic ability and promo skill and all that. Thanks, guys. Flame Inc., you have found a friend in me. I am a big proponent of Dolph Ziggler, um, and I've had several interviews with him where I'll, I'll share with you guys, maybe on Twitter, uh, you'll be easily find it on my YouTube and stuff. I've sat down with him a couple of times, um, and we've discussed this, how he was red hot like 2012 to 2014. Um, but Vince only ever saw him as a transitional champion, which is a crime because his work, his look, you know, everything is there for him to be a top star. But unfortunately, WWE, you know, he's so good at making other people look good. It's almost cost him. And I, you know, I, I hate that theory, that notion. But unfortunately, you know, from Dolph Ziggler's mouth, he's been told straight up, you're not going to be a champion for any extended period of time. I feel like, unfortunately, as much as I want to agree with your take, the boat has passed um, to make him the top guy now. Um, and it's a shame because his pedigree is real. He can tie people in knots. He's got state records in amateur wrestling. He's legit. They don't think he isn't. His cardio is there. He's strong. He's technically gifted. He can Dolph Ziggler is actually more than people give credit for these days because of the way WWE has made you think about him. 
But when he was hot, like five, six years ago, he was red hot. After that Survivor Series, I believe 2014, he was literally piping yeah. and WWE uh, messed it up. Yes, they did. They really did. It was, it is catastrophic what they did because he is a top, top guy. But is this a hot take? It's a good take. It's a good take. It's one I agree with, but I don't think you'll find many wrestling fans that disagree. He's a fantastic worker. It's a hot take in the the sense that he said he should be champion for a year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about champion for a year. I think if you told me that in 2014, 2012, 2013, I'd probably agree. In this day and age, I don't know. It's kind of like that painting that we discussed earlier that has been defecated on. I don't know whether... Weed on to begin with now, <laughs> whatever. Okay, I don't know whether from years of horrendous booking that doesn't match his talent, I don't know whether fans would buy into a year long run for Dolph Ziggler anymore. I don't oh. think you've got that appetite for it amongst fans. I could see if that happened, if he beat Randy Orton, would, would you see the outrage on Twitter that you'd probably expect? I'd like there to be like a Cleveland connection where Ric Flair's like his manager because they're both from Cleveland, obviously. Um, and, you know, Dolph Ziggler's super serious, just stretches the crap out of people. That's what Is I was like. Ric Flair from Charlotte? Or is that I, mean, Charlotte? I, I think he either he's from, lives... He's from everywhere. Well, he loves Cleveland, so I'm assuming he is from Cleveland. Whether he's lived in... I don't know. Who knows? I, I need knows? to look that up. I need to look that up. Um, but he's always in Cleveland and there's a like, connection between Miz... Flair and Ziggler that I've maybe misconstrued. Anyway, let's get to some super chats here. Uh, Injection 2K says they hinted at Paige and Dark Order on being the elite today. I haven't actually caught the being the elite today yet. Very um, funny. But uh, so, you know that bit during Serena Deeb's uh, media call? Yes. Where there was clearly a being the elite segment being filmed. And there was literally, for people that haven't seen it, she's talking about like the state of the women's division. And you can just hear behind her like chanting really loudly, F hangman page. And she's trying to keep a straight face. And they had that at the end of being the elite today, which was uh which was interesting. But I don't know how you get they hinted at Page and Dark Order when they were saying F hangman page. Well, I mean I I don't think he needs Dark Order, but I'm not totally against it if it's done right, which I would trust um, AW to do at this point. But I don't think they specifically need that. Um, Matthew Ledesma. How you doing, my friend? Uh, Hey, Alex. Who do you want to be the next uh, TNT champion? Hmm. I don't think he cares what you think, Lou. Mm, Uh, No, that's, that's a good question. I mean... There's a lot of people that I feel I've could, do, could do with the benefit. Like I, I would quite like Lance Archer to come back around and get what he should have got the first, you know, like the justice thing where he should have got it. Then he does get it. Uh, Miro is someone who clearly needs a story in AEW right now because they've signed him because of his talent, but he doesn't really have anywhere to go because the main event scene is already mapped out for X amount of, you know, whatever. Um, Wardlow is another guy that I'm really high on um, that I think could do a great job there. Sammy there's, Guevara. There, there's a load of guys. There's an obvious answer that you're missing. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, I, I think I'd love it. I think he's going to be busy with Puck anytime soon. 
There's a bit of complications with that, though. Is he actually in the States? I don't... I didn't get that vibe from Tony Khan, but no. they, I did get the vibe that they did the promo for a reason. Yes. So I obviously, they obviously believe he's going to be there soon, um, but he isn't yet. Um, Matty, the hot, uh, the hot Scott says, the rates are too... Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Superstar. Wow. Um, you know, Louis the guy. Um, Christopher Jazzcat, he's at it again. Ziggler should have followed Cody to the Indies. You're not wrong. I actually think he would have tore it up in Japan and whatnot, and he'd be a big star in uh, AEW right now, probably. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, Tyler Woodward, another good friend of the show. Tag Team Wrestling have ne has, has never felt like this in a long time. I can't remember the last time Tag Team Wrestling has felt this beeping good. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in AW, right? Like, I, I, I would, I would, I would be hesitant to say that about WWE because I feel like both divisions are pretty shallow on SmackDown and Raw, and even in NXT, it's been much better than it is but in AEW right now they they can't miss We're, you know you put Jurassic Express out there you're going to get a good match SCU you're going to get a good match um, Private Party there, there are so many good teams on that note a, a bit of news that has come out during this show okay so, so AEW has announced and then cancelled a title match so they announced that uh, Young Bucks would be defending their tag team titles against the team of Top Flight who are a team that have been doing some work on AEW Dark and who, who FDR... Uh, there you go. FD I was about to say, FDR brought them in. There you go. Yeah, they uh, named up them in my interview with them, uh, and I'm sure they have with many of them, said they handled things in the right manner. Uh, but so AEW announced it, and uh, Figure 4 online have since reported, we were told that the AEW initially announced a tag title match between the Young Bucks and Top Flight. That match is not happening. No reason was given other than the announcement was made prematurely, but the match could be made in the future. As of right now, they'll be featured in a video package on the show. So seems like there could be something in the works for something down the line. They've clearly got plans for this top flight team. I was told, and I quote by Dax and Cash, couldn't remember which one it was, they received some good news. Whatever good news means for top flight. Um, I'm sure we can all guess and speculate. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, make very educated guesses. But it's definitely interesting to note that even you get that match and that match from just seeing a clip of Top Flight and one of their dark matches, how good they are and how much potential they've got. It's exciting. So with AW, as you say, they could put out any combination of tag teams and they can't miss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that note, that's brought an end to our show, Louis. We've covered a lot of ground tonight and... Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. This same tag team, Alex McCarthy and Louis Dangor, will be on your screens. And, of course, we can be in your ears, too, if you want to catch up on podcasts. I've told you where to get it. Don't make me say it again, guys. Well, I will. Spotify, Acast, Apple, you know the deal. Um, so you can catch up with us anytime. You've been great tonight. I love the super chats and the opinions flying in the comments tonight. We had a guys, busy chat tonight. I can't remember very the last busy. time the chat was this busy, which is uh, fantastic. I'm going to go back and read that stuff. So hopefully no one has buried us too hardly. Um, and my ego can get to sleep tonight. Look at him. Well, I, I, I kind of want him to win. Uh, like, so do I. So do I, I mean, I, if he doesn't, he's set himself up for a terrible fall because he's the fat guy. 
he is he's fat guy or fact guy fact okay. i'm the fat guy right now i'm about, i'm sitting at about 16 yeah. stone it's killing me don't even talk to me about it um <laughs> but no tempest good luck you've got uh, the wrestling daily behind you for this one Yes, and thank you for the hot take tonight, Flame Inc. as well. Enjoyed that very much. And to you guys, obviously, in the comments and the Super Chats, we will see you tomorrow back at the regular time of 8pm. Until then, thanks for stopping by, fellas, guys and gals. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.